Dharma of Non-Duality. What is non-duality? The answer to this question may be an oxymoron because as soon as I try to talk about non-duality, I am creating duality. What then is duality? Yes and no, day and night, up and down, past and future, right and wrong, good and bad, in and yang, birth and death, being and non-being, cause and effect, Buddhas and deluded beings, self and others, endless ways of opposition or contrast between two or more aspects of existence. Our minds are habituated by dualistic views, so we often feel buffeted and distracted by this dualistic world. When we feel tired or torn by our own self-defeating mind and sense of insecurity, we seek to find a power center of non-duality to re-establish a sense of wholeness. The circle of Ilwan Sang is a perfect illustration of non-duality, oneness. No beginning, no ending, no coming, no going, no first, no last, no before, no after, no superior, no inferior. Non-duality in Korean is pul-i-mun. This literally means not two doors. Instead of saying not two doors, why can't we simply say one door? My understanding of pul-i-mun is that the door is actually one, but we can see it as the entrance door or the exit door, depending upon where we are standing. The entrance door is the exit door. The exit door is the entrance door. There are not two doors, pul i mun. Not two is a state of consciousness that transcends the dichotomy of self and others. In the realm of non-duality, there is no I-centeredness. There is freedom in the realm of non-duality because our consciousness does not engage with the world of an I perspective. A temple practitioner once wrote, 
Perhaps non-duality is simply a state of transcendent consciousness in which self and others are not separate, a state of non-discrimination in which the myriad phenomena are viewed as one. The concept of non-duality can be hard to grasp, yet it is a fascinating topic to think about. It can be even more fascinating to experience. Years ago, a neuroscientist named Jill Taylor had an acute stroke and later shared her experience of non-duality in a book, My Stroke of Insight. When her left brain shut down, her analytical mind also shut down. All I could perceive, she wrote, was right here, right now. And it was beautiful. I was not capable of experiencing separation or individuality. An unforgettable sense of peace pervaded my entire being. Taylor's insight suggests that we might consider massaging the right side of brain to open up to non-duality consciousness. Shall we? Some people take psychedelic medicines to experience non-duality. Thank goodness I did not have to have a stroke or exper experiment with the drugs to have this experience. Since starting my spiritual path, I have experienced non-duality in other ways on various occasions. When I wholeheartedly listen to Dharma talks, I sometimes experience non-duality as a great sudden opening of consciousness. I also can experience non-duality in the middle of deep dharma discussion, especially when we are contemplating the chapter, the principle of one's true nature, or the passage of ill one sound truth. Ill one, one circle, is the original source of all things in the universe. It is the realm where there is no discrimination regarding great and small, being and non-being. The realm where there is no change amid arising and ceasing, coming and going. The realm where wholesome and unwholesome karmic consequences have ceased the realm where language, names, and signs are utterly void. We are one, we are whole. Another way I often experience non-duality is through meditation and prayer. When I pray deeply, 
I feel my joined hands expanding in space, and the boundary of my physical body seems to dissolve. The words of my prayer often come from my heart with a reference to the specific mechanics of language and speech. I also like to taste the flavor of non-duality during meditation, chanting or silent sitting. When I drop thoughts, when I first experienced non-duality during a meditation retreat in college, I felt blessed. Since then, meditation has been the main vehicle that has led me to the spaciousness and stillness of non-duality. Master Sotesan said, "If you practice meditation for a long time, you will ultimately forget." The distinction between self and others, and will forget time and place, resting in the genuine realm of consummate quiescence and non-discrimination. You will rejoice in an unparalleled bliss of mind. One of my most unforgettable experiences of non-duality happened. At an odd time, it occurred some years ago when I was serving as a junior kyomunim. One day, a senior kyomunim harshly scolded me in front of a temple member. I felt humiliated and degraded. I felt so vulnerable that it was as if I was standing naked in front of them. The event was a huge shock to my mind, body, and spirit. I felt as though my whole being has been hammered. My image of self was totally shattered. I could no longer stand, so I slowly walked to the altar and sank down in front of Ilwansang. As I sat there. My body seemed to disintegrate. My mind became completely blank, and nothing bothered me anymore. I experienced non-duality that day, and I will never forget it because it happened in the middle of a most distressing situation. For me, the common aspect of experiencing non-duality is letting go of self. In this space, no thoughts, no person to defend, no resistance. The biggest hindrances to entering the gate of non-duality are words and concepts. Which are strongly, strongly embedded in our thoughts. It is all very simple. Duality arises in our thoughts. When thoughts subside, there is no duality. 
Just like the ocean, waves arise in the ocean. When waves subside, when waves subside, there is only ocean. When we are stressed out, we look for a place to take refuge. In this fast-moving, modern, competitive world, many of us are stressed, and people are looking for relief from the stress of incessant duality. The realm of non-duality is a natural place to rest. A few days ago, Reverend Zhiyang kindly said to me, "This time of transition must be very stressful for you, Reverend Wang Gong." That made me ponder. Yes, I am stressed. Each time a colleague Kyomunim leaves the temple after years of our working together, I feel stressed and heavy. With a self-referential thought such as, "Did she leave because of me? Why am I always left behind, shouldering the grieving of a community when a beloved human name leaves? Am I doing as good a job as she did in leading the Dharma study groups?" To get away from these heavy feelings and thoughts, I take refuge in a place of non-duality through meditation. Thoughts arise; I let them go. Thoughts subside; then thoughts arise again; I let them go. Thoughts come back, swirling through my mind. I chant, "Let it be, let it go." I sit again. I meditate with friends in front of the Zoom screen. I sit with friends through the live stream camera. I sit in front of Ilwan Song. In my bedroom, I lie on my back, with the eyes closed, and hands on my tanjan. I breathe. Grace and love arise. So I responded to Reverend Ziyang. Change is difficult and stressful, but. It also invites grace. Reverend Ginger's leaving is grace. Without her leaving, you wouldn't be here. Your presence with us in this temple is grace. During this transition, I am given many opportunities to practice. That also is grace. To live fully, experiencing non-duality is essential. But the goal of our practice is not to reside in a perpetual state of non-duality. 
The purpose of realizing non-duality is to not be tumbled around by ups and downs in this conditioned world of dualism. We can attain freedom, freedom of mind by experiencing the underlying unity that transcends all separation, conflict, and judgment. To experience non-duality is simply to observe the impermanent dualistic thoughts, the impermanent dualistic nature of our thoughts. Then just let them go and see what naturally arise. In one Buddhism, the ultimate practice of a non-duality does not require special spiritual capacity or going on long meditation retreats. When we practice dropping our tendency toward attachment and the judgmental mind, we are able to abide in our clear, calm, and lucid awareness here and now. In the chapter, Timeless Meditation, Master Sotesan said, if you intend to practice genuine meditation, take true voidness as the substance and take a marvelous existence as the function. This may sound abstract, but it is the way to incorporate non-duality to our day-to-day -day life. Take true voidness as the substance and take marvelous existence as the function. In other words, pause in your true voidness pause in your true nature, your true nature of non-duality in the realm that is prior to even a single thought, prior to sadness, prior to worry, anger, or joy. So, dear friends, let us anchor ourselves in true voidness. Let us use our six senses calmly and mindfully from the place of non-duality. We are one. We are whole. Let us bring the peaceful, loving energy of non-duality to our every word every email, every action. <laughs>